All Soccer Meets in Audubon, Minnesota, is always eager to kick off a Thursday show by sending us out to New Salem, North Dakota, visiting with your friend, Spencer Worth, the meat dude. How are you doing, Spence? I'm doing good. Very, How are you, Tyler? Doing well. It is pleasant out. I am thrilled with uh, the way this week has gone. It's been a busy week for KFGO. Uh, well, and I had a speaking engagement Monday. Tuesday, we dropped off frozen turkeys. There was a wine party last night. Uh, today, there has been a variety of things getting ready for the KFGO morning Christmas party tomorrow, 6 a.m. You can still make it if you just plan accordingly. We'll save you some coffee and... You and the fam can come on out here between six and nine, just like everybody else. Just saying. You know, I'm 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 happy that for once you invited me to you know a function because <laughs> usually you forget to <laughs> extend the invite my way. Outrage. Uh, but <laughs> I'll be at work during that time frame. But I do appreciate the uh, you know the offer. The the. Amnesia you have regarding the KFGO picnic is something that I would like to have someone take a deep, hard look at. I have always invited. In fact, I think I challenge you to come out and help us grill up burgers one year. And you just yeah, it's always it's always after the picnic it comes up in conversation. But no, that's that's fine. Again, yeah. great. <laughs> Thanks, but won't see you tomorrow. Morning. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, uh, you're going to be here on my mind and in spirit with many of our listeners, uh, as they do. Take us up on the offer because it is free. You get on over here between 6 and 9 at 1020 25th Street South and put it down in your calendar for next year. Don't forget I invited you to this because this is an open invitation for every single thing that at least Afternoons Live does, okay? Okay. Okay. I don't want to hear you complaining anymore. But anyway, let's move on. I had a message for you at like 8 o'clock last night waiting for you at 35270. Thanks to Adventure RV for sponsoring our test club. Tyler, question for the meat dude. Uh, what seasoning goes into making pork bre- breakfast sausage? So it's, that that question is is funny because breakfast sausage is such a. I mean, everybody's opinion of what breakfast sausage is is different, right? In my world, what I when I picture when I hear breakfast sausage, what I picture in my head is fresh ground pork loose in a chub bag so in just not in a casing just in a plastic bag like you buy ground beef with seasoning added that to me is breakfast sausage in a what bag it's called a chub okay it's called a chub bag all right okay that's what it's called chub of summer sausage chub of ground beef you know i i see what you're getting at but that's what it's called (laughs) in my world okay i've never heard that that reference before so okay i just had to uh, I had a look at Eric. I'm like, did I hear? Anyway, a chub bag of pork, and I, I was rude enough to anyway, interrupt you. Anyway, back to this yep, subject. Okay. Uh, but then there's a lot of, you know, I'm I'm in western North Dakota. I grew up in south central North Dakota. I like to kind of call it the, the German country, right, where breakfast sausage out here a lot of times is in a casing and smoked and cooked, where I refer to that as country sausage, which you see that referred to around here as well. But breakfast sausage is such a uh, blanketed term that it can be really anything, and it and it's usually always pretty basic seasoning. So, uh, you know, pepper, garlic. Um, there's a lot of the time. Um, gosh, and I'm gonna forget. There's that one herb that some people just absolutely despise, but then other people just love it. And, cilantro, uh, also. Good. 
That's a lot. Uh, Cilantro is not in breakfast sausage. I, can <laughs> I, tell you that. I know, but that's uh, a, that's an <laughs> that comes to mind that people are very divided on. Uh, it's uh, gosh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be mad at myself for not remembering what this is, but uh, yeah, I, I would I would classify as breakfast sausage as very very standard seasoning, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, black pepper, garlic is usually the base. Um, salt isn't a seasoning. You need salt and sausage, so of course there's salt in there. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean you can you can make honestly a pretty good breakfast sausage just with those three ingredients: salt, black pepper, garlic, just like a steak. <laughs> uh, well, I have uh, listeners that I usually do have them do the work for me, and they're willing to do the work for you. They're saying, "I was uh, hoping uh, fennel or sage." Sage. Sage, okay. Sage. Uh, so, fennel fennel is fennel is Italian sausage. Fennel <laughs> fennel and anise are the two spices that are in an Italian sausage. Breakfast sausage usually has sage in there, uh, which a lot of people don't like. Okay, well, uh, uh, judging by how many people said sage, I'm thinking that you're probably right that these are people that might not enjoy sage as yep. an herb. Uh, maple sausage. They actually throw some maple syrup in there. How do they get that maple uh, flavor? So what I what I use is uh, it's it's a granulated maple flavoring, which a seasoning company makes up. It's essentially uh, maple syrup dried down into a granular form. Um, so it's it's a lot more controllable because it's, it's kind of the same with like a beer flavored sausage or maple flavored sausage or something that is normally a liquid. Mm-hmm. If you can dry it down and get it in granular form, you, you can control that flavor so much better through a cooked product. Um, so that's what we use. We use the, uh, yeah, it's called granulated maple flavoring. And you, if you just took like a tiny little pinch of it and put it in your mouth, it tastes just like maple syrup. Okay. I'm glad I asked. I had no idea that they added a granulated down like that. Uh, beef stew, how much prep do you put into the, the actual beef? Like how much seasoning and tender love and care or do you just get it ready and then throw it in and let the stew do the rest of the work i am usually just i'll throw it in a pan maybe add some you know salt pepper garlic but at the end of the day the stew is going to add the flavor into the beef or or, or create the meal right so whatever you throw into that uh, liquid base for your stew is is what you're going to taste so uh, essentially just throwing it in a pan to try to get a nice little sear on them to hold their shape, hold their moisture through that cooking process so they don't just render down into shredded beef, depending on what kind of meat you're using. Uh, but, yeah, not not much prep time. More, I would say more prep time in the uh, getting the liquid and the actual stew together than the beef. Very good. It just saved me some time tonight. Appreciate that. Three five two seven zero is the adventure every test. Well, you're just well, you're just starting your stew tonight. I don't know if that's going to pan out for you, unless you're eating it tomorrow. Um, I hope she's listening because it's her idea. <laughs> uh, give me details to why starting today well, uh, do, tonight. Do is do is do is do it is. It's a verb and a and a and a uh, object. Doing is cooking something in liquid for a long period of time, uh, and the dish that you come up with is beef stew. So you know, tenderize everything, break everything down. Uh, well, we don't like to eat till so, like so 10, 10 p.m. anyway. Well, then you know, if you start it right <laughs> after work, maybe you got a shot. You'll have to let us know, you know, 
how it turns out. Yeah, I'll let you know when I've been sleeping on the couch all night and I'm complaining about my back tomorrow because I think that's what's in store for me. 35270 is the Adventure of Text Club. As I told you, Tyler, ask why onion is missing from the salt, pepper, garlic that you always refer about. Well, when, when I refer to salt, pepper, garlic, I'm talking steak usually or even pork chop. And I just – onion is great in – uh, maybe a sausage, but if if we're talking just whole muscle cuts, onion is a little too potent of a flavor that I don't like to 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 taste when I'm eating a steak. I guess. Okay. Um, but I, I I would I would agree with the texture that like those four are or those three spices are probably the most common, right? Pepper, garlic, onion. I think they they make everything taste good, but I usually don't use a lot of onion powder in my cooking of steaks or chops very good i'm glad that individual asked i'd been wondering but i was like okay you just don't have onion powder and all this mix uh tell a question for the meat dude how do you make a beef brisket that would be record setting i have no idea what that means yeah you you take that any direction you want Uh, how to make a beef brisket that would be record setting you know what this uh you know what this texter's got to do is come to the old North Dakota Barbecue Championship and talk to some of those professional barbecues because they, they got something figured out there. Um, you know, and, and there's – I've learned so much over the years talking to guys that compete cooking briskets, talking to the backyard weekend warriors that cook briskets, and there's 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 – the way I see it, there's two main ways to cook a brisket. The way that I've been talking about for the past five years of doing this show that's low and slow, 12 to 14 hours. You know, we hit it with heavy smoke right away, uh, bring it up to about 180 degrees internal temp, wrap it. I think we learned that new term, the Texas crutch, a couple weeks ago, which is just wrapping it in tinfoil, throwing it back on the grill, and continuing that cooking process until it hits about 210. Once it hits that, you're pulling it off, throwing it in a cooler for multiple hours just to let that heat do its thing and keep on tenderizing the collagen and making it uh, what is known as brisket at the end. Now, the other competition style that I've seen guys have a lot of success with is actually cooking it at a high heat um, right away and getting just as much heat energy put into that brisket as possible and then wrapping it, throwing it in a cooler and letting it render out in a cooler by rendering. I mean, essentially uh, continuing the cooking process to render down that collagen and, and continuing to tenderize it. And by just wrapping in tinfoil, putting in that cooler and letting that quote unquote rest for four to five hours, you can essentially accomplish the same thing as spending 12 to 14 hours. Um, have I personally successfully done the fast cook on a brisket no i have not but uh i tell you what these competitors got it figured out and it's it's still awesome brisket no matter how you do it well i hope that person was taking notes because i want to know how in fact they do next week when you join us yet again spence is there anything else you want to get off your chest before i let you go this thursday uh i i I don't think so no, this, oh. is, this is this was a good one. Uh, have fun tomorrow morning. You won't see me. Thanks for the invite, though. Uh, hey, you know what? I, it came from my heart. It's I'm in the spirit of giving right now, and I wanted to give you my friendship through these airwaves and just let you know that you're always welcome 
at our table, Spencer. Sounds great. Appreciate so, it. Okay. Appreciate it. Take care, my friend. You, uh, we'll chat again next Thursday. Spencer Wirt, the meat dude. I've meant it. He's invited. He, we've been talking about it for weeks. That was maybe the most wholesome goodbye you've ever had with Spencer. Was, uh, I almost started to choke up over here. Yeah.